Welcome everyone. We are about to begin Basis Hashem Shalom Bayis um, Shear number eighty. Email address Shalom Bayis seven 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 at gmail dot com. We're going to talk today about focusing on your spouse's potential, and you need to know that um, even if your husband or wife has some flaws, even some serious flaws, some negative qualities, nevertheless, when you focus on the positive qualities and the potential positive qualities and you encourage those qualities and you nurture it and you appreciate it and you uh, um, you know thank uh, your spouse for exhibiting those qualities you're actually transforming your spouse little by little bringing out that potential like planting seeds and watering a garden and you see over time how your husband or wife can be transformed by your behavior, by your positive behavior, by deciding on focusing on those positive qualities that your spouse has. Even though there's some issues and negativity, but nevertheless, you see how focus on the positive creates a transformation. And... Um, and then the negative becomes diminished. And um, Rav Zell Pliskin brings this, and I've seen it in other places too, a tremendous um, lesson from the Gemara in Bar-Metziah, Daf, Pei, Dalet Amid Aleph, how Rabbi Yechen reviewed Rosh the first time they met. And Rabbi Yechen at that time was one of the greatest Tamid Chachamim of his generation. And Rishlokish was the leader of a gang of robbers at that time. And Rishlokish, Rabbi Yechenin observed Rishlokish swimming with Kayach through the Yardin and uh, diving into the water and swam towards Rabbi Yechenin. And Rabbi Yechenin told Rishlokish that that strength that I see in you should be used to study Taira. And Rabbi Yechenin didn't focus on the fact that Rosh was ahead of a gang of robbers and was very far from living a total Torah way of life. Instead, he focused on the fact that Rosh had intense energy and great potential that right now was not being used properly. But if used properly, could be used to become a tremendous Talmud Chacham, which ultimately he became. But how do you motivate a person like that, who right now his present profession is as a leader of a gang of robbers? How do you motivate him to devote his energy to do tshuva and to become a big Talmud Chacham? So the way to do that is you need to motivate him by understanding what's important to him. And um, and you you listen carefully and people will tell you what's most important to them. So when Rabbi Yechenin, when Rish Lakish told Rabbi Yechenin, you know, Rabbi Yechenin told Rish Lakish, I mean, that your strength should be used for, for studying Torah, Rish Lakish responded, your beauty is fitting for a woman. He was a very uh, handsome man, Rabbi Yechenin, and that's what Rish Lakish told him. So Rabbi Yechenin saw this from Rish Lakish's comment that he appreciates beauty, he used that as a way to influence Rish Lakish. He says, you learn Torah, and you Isaac and Torah, 
and you can marry my sister, who is even more beautiful than me. And Rishlokish agreed. He became a tremendous Talmud Chacham, and who's frequently quoted in the Gemara, and constant debates between Rabbi Yechon and Rishlokish, and they were brother-in-laws. And um, Rizal Pliskin brings a mushal here that when an artist sees an empty canvas, he imagines in that empty canvas the beautiful picture that he can paint. paint. And this can be our model in regard to human beings with faults. Um, when you see the people with their potential, for their potential, and they utilize their kaychais in positive ways, and you motivate each one in their specific interests and their wants and in their desires, don't give up on them. Don't give up before you even start, certainly. And you will see how people can do amazing things, almost miraculous things. And one of the major challenges in marriage is to develop the strength of character to act with respect towards your spouse, even when your feelings were hurt, and even when you're angry, and even when sometimes your spouse has been unfair to you, and even when acting with respect is the last thing you actually want to do right now. But if you think long-term, and you think about the tachlis of it, and you act with a chesed, with a kindness, with a respect towards somebody, you will increase that person's tendency over time to treat others with more kindness and respect. It will penetrate your spouse's heart over time. And they will reciprocate over time. And that brings a tremendous, tremendous uh, gift. The kaiches that one draws from the potential to the actual. So it's not just a matter of, you know, we know this in a Rebbe, uh, a Rebbe Talmud relationship, and we see it in other types of relationships, but it's so true in a husband-wife relationship, how each could bring out the great potential in the other if they learn how to focus on it. Rizal Pliskin also brings down, you know, he wrote a book, Gateway to Happiness, and uh, he says there he has one footnote there, and the footnote that he writes is as follows. He says, words cannot really define happiness. Happiness is an emotional state, and this needs to be experienced to be understood. Just as colors need to be seen to know what they are, and music needs to be heard, Emotions need to be felt. In other words, love may be defined as having a positive feeling for another person. Some define love as affection based on admiration or common interests. Others define it as a warm attachment, enthusiasm, devotion, or some define it as being loyal, and so on and so forth. And they cite the when Yitzchak, his hergish towards Rivka, it says that he married her and he loved her. And we see in the Torah also that Yaakov loved Rachel right away when he saw her right away. 
and it motivated him to agree to work uh, seven years for her father so that um, she could he could marry her. And uh, the Erechayim says that the source of Yaakov's love for Rachel was that he felt that this was his zivig. He felt it inside, that this was his zivig, and, um, and that's what motivated him. And we say, meaning cause to rejoice the friends who love each other. And Rashi Subis says that this refers to the Chassan and Kala who are friends and who love each other. And they are designated as partners to fulfill the life's tachlis. Love is giving. It's a valuable concept that works both ways. We want to give to a person we love. It's also true that when we constantly give to somebody, we increase our positive feelings for that person. And even if we don't spontaneously love somebody, uh, but when you give consistently, that's the way to create and, and, and um, intensify those feelings. And um, when love is strong, people will overlook faults and the mistakes of others. And that's why it's so important that in marriage to let that love grow, to give, um, to overlook the negative, to bring out the positive, like we said before, to bring out the potential of the other person and see the positive. And when a husband and wife feels positive about each other, then even if there are issues in their life, they will learn to overlook it it becomes more in the background and the positive is accentuated and that's the ichor. And Rosella Pliskin brings a muscle here and he says as follows, a woman saying, I appreciate being married to my husband so much when we first got married that I kept saying, I don't care where I live as long as it's with him. But Hashem tested me. The first apartment we rented had three rooms, but then for financial considerations, we moved to an apartment that only had one room. My husband and I lived in that one room apartment for three years, and I'm happy to say that if we lived in a magnificent mansion, we couldn't have been more happier. Yes, every time I needed to put on a, put a load of clothes in the washing machine, we had to move the machine out, out of the t- tiny corner it was squeezed into, when we had guests, we had to turn the table into different angles to make enough room. But we enjoyed each other's company, and we studied together, and we had many enjoyable discussions. We both viewed our tiny apartment as a wonderful introduction to married life. We felt that we would eventually move into a larger apartment, and we would enjoy it so much more than if we had started out in a, in a larger apartment. And uh, that that that's that's a moving story to think about in bringing out the perspective of um, of bringing out the potential in each other and loving each other. I will re- relate another story uh, that he writes. He said um, basically that um, this person says I'm bulimic. Was embarrassed about it did everything I could to hide my eating disorder from my closest friends. Um, I lived in dread during the first four years of my bulimia. Um, I wonder how a prospective husband would react to my decision. I asked the Paisic, was told I should reveal the information 
only after we met a few times, and if I thought there was a chance, we good chance we could get married, and that's what, uh, and, and then you should say it. And that's what I did, and the future husband reacted. I've heard about bulimia. I don't know much about it. You look healthy to me. Um, I'll, I'll help you. And um, I'm, you know, willing to go go with it. And um, and he handled it very well. And his love for her, his uh, wife, his kala, and the Torah ideals and her good personality overcame his challenges. And he looked at her challenge to conquer the bulimia as part of the partnership and was glad to do anything for her that would be helpful to get her through it. And after they were married, he handled it even better. And he said the following. He said, you might have negative associations with bulimia, but I don't. You'll find an expert on eating disorders, and we do whatever needs to be done behind you. And I want you to be physically healthy and emotionally healthy. And I love you just the same whether or not you overcome this or anything else. And that attitude gave her strength to consult a professional Husband didn't push, didn't pressure, just gave gentle encouragement. And that gentle, unconditional love and encouragement enabled her to make extremely great progress and heal. Um, So you see sometimes that the support and the, the acceptance motivates a person and finds they find reservoirs of in their nefesh to want to heal, to want to become better. And with a husband and wife who love each other dearly, if they focus on their positive points as, okay, we have our own issues, both either one or both of us, but and they, but they value so much that positive and that is so supportive and appreciative that it brings a koyach, a potential for the other person who's um, the recipient of this love and this encouragement to say to themselves, I'll do everything I can to become the best person I can be for myself and for my husband and wife. And um, that's one of the greatest gifts you could give um, another person and certainly the, one of the greatest gifts that you could give to your husband or to your wife by valuing valuing greatly and appreciate appreciating their um, potential and their positive qualities from within and ch- encourage them to bring it out. And, um, and that way they could become the best they can be. Have a wonderful day.